Well, traditionally, most people clean up when they have guests come over to their homes. You're not one of those people. Okay. <laughs> so, a couple of things. First of all, you would be amazed at how clean this office is compared to what it was 24 hours ago. <laughs> right? Like, I'm running on three hours of sleep so that this is a presentable space. So, screw you and screw your face. But also, you want the news? I'll give you the news. I can freaking see you. I can see you. I can see your face. I don't understand why or how or what's going on, but I've decided not to question it. Uh, it, it yeah, we're in person. Yeah. I came all the way down to the GTA to see your ugly bug. You know who's never come to my place to record an episode of the podcast? Pete. What a <laughs> doink. Uh, no, this is exciting. I'm, I'm excited. And this is also the first, like, this is not the first time we've recorded in person, but this is the first news episode. We've never done the news. Never done the news in person. In person. Yeah. So maybe this won't go well. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. But hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. The B team. Uh, yeah. That's exciting. This is fun. Oh, I just realized. Yeah. I just realized that you've got, I, I don't know why this is like such, why it's in person this is such a, a big different thing for me, but you've got three topics that I get to choose from. Yeah. I totally gapped that. Yeah. Uh, two of them like will be really fun. Well, I mean, I guess normally I send you links, but I can just show you on my phone. I don't right. have my laptop because we're in your th- office and yeah. not mine yeah. and I didn't want to drag my laptop. But yeah, I got three topics cool. about uh, right. the world we live in. Um and the topics are space turkey, future pets, and um, cheap models. I don't cheap. Oh gosh! I, I just found this one. Just came across the last one. Came across my my feed this morning, so I didn't have time to come up with a clever. Okay, so space turkey. And by models, I mean like runway clothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like space turkey, future pets, and then. The women that were in the posters on Carl's wall as a teenager growing I up. I never did that. My, no? my parents were way too conservative. They never would have let me. <laughs> it. I never had any women up on my wall either. It just And uh, like my mom would have been cool with it. You know my mom. Yeah. My mom would have been cool with it. I just, I don't know. I had Batman and Joker yeah. and Green Day posters. Um, huh. I I know in the past, I know last week I like veered away from space because I said like we are always doing, it seems like yeah. that's. There's a lot going on space travel wise these days with like every billionaire yeah. building shuttles. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Christmas is right around the corner and everyone loves turkey and I think I'm going to go with space turkey. All right. All right. Okay. So. In true fashion, we'll quickly go over the other two. If, okay, I'm going to show you a quick picture of this model. And you you let me know if there's anything odd about what you see. Does anything, does that look normal? Uh, you? Yeah, but I'm guessing this is, I'm guessing this is AI or yes. something. Like, I'm this guessing that's not AI a real person. This is an AI model. It's yeah. not a real person. Yeah. So this, She looks real. Like, she looks like. 
Yeah, it just looks like a normal person. It, it, it doesn't even look like like uh, what's the term they use for cinema when they use like AI to make people um, CGI. Yeah, CGI. No, like like there's that that effect like you can tell they're no, not, the uncanny valley the uncanny there's like no uncanny valley for and, this like and, this this middle picture kind of has a bit of an uncanny valley now that you know and maybe that one right but mostly this one i think well and she also just like it and to the ai's credit she doesn't look like um she doesn't look like this photoshopped like 11 out of 10 yeah. like unrealistic airbrushed just like goddess of a super she just looks like it a very attractive yeah person it, it looks like uh, a influencer with a filter she, she looks yeah. like she has good genes yeah yeah um but anyway so yeah this this company i don't know uh, i'm not going to dive into it too deep but essentially a company in the in the in the article talks about how they're they're just fed up or they they no comps there are some many companies that are kind of getting fed up with models and influencers canceling last minute screwing up timelines and photo shoots and stuff like that and so this other company is like well we'll make an ai model and we will allow we'll kind of sell her to to these companies that need a last minute model but don't want any hassle right and and there it's um like this, yeah. She apparently it it's um, there's a number here, but it's <laughs> they, they've given her like a profile and a birthday, and so she's not doing yeah. a lot of live appearances. Well, <laughs> like she's got like an Instagram right. thing, and or she's like they've given her a profile, like she is a real person, like she showed up to a Blink One Eighty Two concert or so, but right. she's never actually. She's not. You're right there, but oh, here it is. Uh, She's earned about twelve thousand dollars in a in a, on a good month. Jeez, for this company. <laughs> but it's it's an, like it's not she's it's not real. Not, it's just AI. Yeah. Uh, the other one, Future Pets, is also AI related. Uh, pet geneticists use AI to visualize how dogs will look in ten thousand years. And some of these are pretty disturbing. Oh my god! <laughs> See these ones. These ones are a little better, but like I'd, I'd get that dog. That dog's pretty cool. Oh, this one, these two are pretty they're terrifying. All, for the listener, <laughs> they're all these like. Do you remember in the Ang Lee, Eric Bana Hulk? This where, one looks like a horse. <laughs> where the guy that like was supposed to. I I don't know. Th- that movie was so messed up. But the guy that turns out to be like Bruce Banner's dad or yeah. something has these like hulked out dogs. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's 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 what it's reminding me. Yeah, they kind of look a little they look a little twisted. Yeah, and I'm not a dog person to begin with, and so <clears throat> it's but it's now good to know that in 10,000 years I will still also not be a <laughs> You won't be around. No. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, people's I'm tastes li- will probably change by then too. I'm a little disappointed that speaking of taste, I'm a little disappointed that they they went this route and they didn't go the same route that Coca-Cola did and be like this is what dogs will taste like in the year. <laughs> yeah. No, they did that 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 AI model was done in China. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um but you know, so you chose you chose Space Turkey. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not as fantastical as the I last hang on. Two, I got to stop or, you right here. I got to stop you right okay. here because I know you, and I know that you are not necessarily a detrimental way, um, but you're kind of like a macho. You're a manly man. You're a, a macho guy. Sure. You value, you know, whatever. I got to ask about the glittery flower phone case. Because I saw it like, because I saw it like a minute ago, and I was like, "Ah, oh, you know what? This is how oh. often we don't see each other." Anymore. Yeah. So what? What? It because it's like pink and white, and so, I got okay. no issues with that. But I'm surprised. It's, it's a pretty you... simple explanation. Okay. So last summer, uh, my phone was. I thought my phone was dirty, so I put it in the washing machine with the clothes. Okay. I mean, in reality, I, all, for, I forgot it there. All, I, I, that's the way I like to tell the story. Also but I for, seems... I forgot to take the phone out of my pants when I threw my pants in the laundry. Right, okay. Um, so the phone was gone. Right. <laughs> Puts. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll just buy a, a phone phone brand new from the store. Right. But you can't buy a phone no, brand new without canceling your old plan and getting new. It's like, I like my plan. I don't want to do that. That's stupid. Yeah. You are stupid phone companies. Screw you. Yeah. So I went to Kijiji and I found uh, a, a used phone, which was still an upgrade from yeah. what I had, uh, like several step. And upgrade. it came with that phone case. And it came and with this phone case that I've never changed. I was just like, I don't need to buy a phone case now because I'm cheap. What phone is it? Uh, it's a Galaxy uh, the 20. Uh, what are they? Is the do they still use the S S twenty? Yeah, yeah. They S20, they like they like jump from like ten to twenty like pl- plus or plus, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say because yeah. I otherwise I got a stack of if it wasn't the plus I'd give you a phone yeah, case. I, but I think these ones are just a little too yeah. Small. Well, it's not the plus yeah. yeah so the There's, camera thing well, wouldn't one, line up. Would that one fit? Yeah, but your camera's not gonna line up. No, you're right. Yeah, one it's of too narrow. I've got yeah. the extra camera. You got yeah. some, you got a little but, more uh, girth. Yeah, it uh so yeah. That's Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, that's fine. The flowery focus. Yeah, but so space turkey. <laughs> do you want like do you want like a sticker for it? No, <laughs> I'm happy with it. Okay. I'm comfortable enough in my yeah. macho sec- you, you could have that sticker right there. You could put that no, I'm good. Stranger Things. I'm good. Charlie Brown sticker. <laughs> um yeah, space turkey. So, uh SpaceX uh Elon Musk's space agency uh had their first successful a full launch of their what do they call it spaceship space i'm just kind of browsing here through this article because i forget the dragon spacecraft spacex dragon spacecraft is what they called it right um so this this one actually left orbit it wasn't a test that they purposely blew up to kind of mitigate damage on trying to reland it or whatever this is like we're sending this to space we've got all the kinks worked out and it successfully launched went to space right and docked with the, the space station in space the international space station and on board was a full thanksgiving dinner for the astronauts that's so nice yeah so for thanksgiving freeze-dried uh i, I don't know if it doesn't I, have to be um the, I don't think the article mentioned that. Like, you can't just crack a can of can- cranberries in space because shit's going to go everywhere. Well, like, I think it's not like the Simpsons when Homer goes to space and the chips debris in danger of wrecking all the instruments. No, I think they've kind of, like, broke, cracked down on, like, or not cracked down, but, like, created the instruments to be a little bit more durable than that. Nowadays. Oh, no, I know. But, I mean, like, like gravy. 
Like well, you can't have a you can't have a gravy. Well, sure, boat. you can. They well, drink. The gravy's just gonna. It's just gonna be a big blob floating in the air, and you just dip your chicken in that and turkey, <laughs> right? Like okay. everybody just yeah, maybe. dips their their turkey through the floating gravy. Maybe, yeah. I don't <laughs> right, know. like when they drink water. I, when um, Hatfield was yeah. in space, he lets a little out of the thing. Well, and he, he, yeah, he yeah. was he was doing all kinds of really cool YouTube videos yeah. and Instagram posts, and the, like I, I I liked watching those. And yeah, like he would play with liquids and stuff like that all the time. Yeah, right, water cool. and stuff. So cool. Yeah, I, that's it's pretty simple, but it's still like a fun thing that uh, you know this kind of test launch slash resupply to the space station was also carrying something a little festive for astronauts. I like that. It's fun. Well, that segues actually really well. We're going to talk about Elon Musk in our first news topic today. Oh, does it? So You didn't give me show notes. I didn't send you show notes, no, because that was part of I was up all night cleaning the office. <laughs> and so I didn't I the show notes happened like an yeah. hour ago. So I don't know if I was supposed to watch anything. No, no, there's no trailers. No trailers I, otherwise, I would have shown you, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so here's the thing. On this show, we don't, um, and not just because we never get around to it, we kind of make a point of, we don't we don't really talk about politics. Like, that was when Pete and I started the podcast. One of the things that we were like pretty adamant about is that, you know, we're not we're not going to make this a political thing. We're not going to make this a religious thing. We're not going to make this whatever. This is going to be super approachable for everyone. And there's no right, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, And then when COVID started, we're like, we're not going to we're not going to weigh in on any of that. And for the most part, we've held that up pretty well. Mm-hmm. And today's no exception. The only time that we do delve a little bit into world events and what's going on in like, you know, what stupid jackass thing did so-and-so say is when it has an impact on movies and sure. and movie the movie industry and how the movie industry is doing their business. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Elon Musk, eccentric quadrillionaire or whatever the hell he is now. (laughs) Um, You know, he um, he's got a lot of enterprises going now. He's got obviously the Tesla thing was his big, yeah, his big thing. He started PayPal and then sold that. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, really i am 90 percent sure i will double check real quick if you keep going all right anyways um and then he's got the spacex thing obviously and now i think his most recent at least the, the biggest most public most recent endeavors then he bought twitter yeah so yeah he did elon musk co-founded uh paypal in 2020 and 2002 which is funny because now nobody oh, uses PayPal. No, and in 2002 founded SpaceX. So, no, he, he, so he co-founded PayPal oh, okay. and, and sold off his. Yeah. And now like and nobody uses PayPal and everyone talks about how like in unsecure PayPal is. Um, but. Wow. This is weird. Look at this picture of him. Oh, he's such a. Yeah. Look, no, look, at, his hair. look at his hair. Yeah. 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 He's had like plugs and stuff. Yeah. He's done. He's done some 
major hair work. Wow, when you've got that kind of money. Yeah, you might as well, I guess. Um, And so he, anyways, he bought Twitter, right? That was the big, bought Twitter. Recently, he rebranded Twitter as X, so on and so forth. Well, the other day, Elon did something kind of... Kind of dumb. I'm just going to say kind of dumb. He responded to somebody else's tweet. Okay. And so the tweet that he responded to... Not uncommon for him to do. No, not uncommon. (laughs) Uh, Maybe less common than maybe James Gunn responding to someone's tweet, but still, you know... Um, so he, he, the tweet that he responded to, and I, do I have the actual, um, yes. So a user posted and is going to become very apparent very quickly, which political situation this is in reference. Oh, I can already take a easy, pretty, pretty close stab in the dark at, if it's a political thing, what, what somebody else potentially said and what so someone someone posted jewish communities have been putting the exact kind of dialectal hatred against whites that they claim they want people to stop using against them i'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest shit about how western jewish populations coming to the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. You want the truth said, you're, you want the truth said to your face, there it is. So basically someone got on and they said something that was just, you know, not the most anti-Semitic thing that I've heard said in the last little while, but definitely it, it was kind of an anti-Jew. It was like, okay, you know, yeah, your people are getting killed, your people, you know, whatever, but stop whining. Right, you guys are hypocrites. You just as you know, okay, whatever. And so, typically, one of those things that a lot of people come to regret having posted. It's kind of one of those, you know, I could have sat on that tweet for another couple of <laughs> yeah. seconds before. <laughs> I anyways. probably would have delete not sent this if I had actually thought about yeah. it. Yeah. And so, anyways, Elon Musk replied <clears throat> to it, and he okay. said, "You have said the actual truth." Oh, Elon. Okay. That's a, that's not a response I would expect him to take. And so interesting. And, and but in the here's the thing, right? Like you own the platform, you whatever, like I'm not going to tell the guy how to run his his company. It's just kind of a little moronic from my perspective uh to be weighing in as like I would think you would want to remain as impartial as you can when you're the head of this platform. But whatever, that's that's fine. It is what it is. So then everyone starts weighing in on this, including the White House weighed in on this. <laughs> the White House responded to Elon Musk's uh, amplification of the Twitter post and said, it is unacceptable to repeat the hideous lie behind the most fatal act of anti-Semitism in American history at any time, let alone, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that goes on and on. So how does this, like, what is what is the connection here? Well, the connection is that now Comcast, Paramount, Warner Brothers, Walt Disney, Apple, and Lionsgate 
have all said, hey, you know all those movies we've got coming out? We're not going to pay for any, ad- we're not going to advertise on Twitter. We are dropping Twitter from our advertising circuit. And what a lot of, and, and a lot of people may be listening to this and thinking, well, so what? Like, I don't even use Twitter. So, like, who the hell cares? Twitter has been one of the larger, like, when historically over the last couple of years, when films are doing their big promotional run for an upcoming movie, Twitter is a big part of that. There's big Twitter dollars spent. And so now, all of these six companies, and that list is still growing, have said, nah, we're not going to advertise any of our films on Twitter anymore. Whether that means we're going to advertise more on Facebook, we're going to throw more into YouTube advertising dollars or whatever it is. Um, they're, yeah, they're done. They're like, hey, we're not... We're not playing this game. Oh, actually, it's seven. It's seven. Sony has been added to that list. And then, just because the man has more money than brains, Elon tweeted out in response to these movie studios dropping Twitter as an advertising platform. He was he was promoting this his new Twitter Premium Plus whatever because there's all these different paid subscriptions you can have for Twitter now and you know whatever else, and um, he said he was listing off all the great qualities of of Twitter Premium Plus, and he said also Premium Plus has no ads in your timeline. Many of the largest advertisers are the greatest oppressors of your right to free speech. (laughs) So right now, basically what this boils down to is right now, Elon Musk and Twitter are in a pissing match with basically every movie studio. Uh, Mm. And the movie studios are like, to hell with you. We're not. This is interesting because so I've heard I've heard I, I haven't heard about this Twitter back and forth. But I have heard about this this boycott, essentially, to Twitter from large companies. Um, but from from what I understood, the boycott was more about um, uh, something something else, but kind of similar <clears throat> uh, in relation. And then uh, there there has I don't think there's been a lot of. No, there's probably something from Elon Musk in, into it, but Elon Musk essentially. So like, um, I, I just Googled it real quick. Cause I, I heard about it somewhere else and I tried to find out. So this isn't an article where I heard it, but, uh, um, so there's a media watchdog group called media matters. Have you heard of it? Mm hmm. And they they made some report that showed that certain ads appeared next to pro Nazi posts. So that and Elon Musk too. Elon Musk is suing Media Matters because and if I'm not mistaken, because I'm not going to spend the whole podcast trying to search this <laughs> article, but my understanding was. <clears throat> Elon's lawsuit to them is they were essentially like 
key key searching uh, X and just waiting, just waiting for the algorithm to one in a thousand chance have this uh, golden moment where these two things lined up and they could screenshot it and say, you're wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Elon Musk is like, this is a free speech platform. It's going to happen. It's yeah. <laughs> and so he's, yeah. he's suing them. And that's, and that's where I, I understood that these, um, this boycott was coming from. That's, that's how it started. And then, and then Elon, and then this happened, made this, this has happened more recently. Yeah, And then Elon was like, Oh, you know what? Not only am I going to comment on some randos hmm. tweet, but I'm going to weigh in politically on yeah. one of the largest and most historical political things to happen in a very long time. Yeah. And that's an interesting tweet from him. The, 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 this is, you the have truth. spoke the You've actual the truth. truth. Yeah. Like, is he talking about the, and it's so, it's a vague comment post. Like, is the, is he saying the whole, is he, is he saying the whole tweet is the truth? I would think or so. Or is he talking about the fact that just Jews are, have died in the past and are dying now? Is no, cause I like, would, I would think I that know. if you are, it's, if, if there's parts of that tweet that you disagree with, you, you, then you, you disagree yeah. with probably strongly and fundamentally, in which case you don't mm-hmm. lay down a blanket statement like, yeah. oh, true say, bro. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those, for me, it's one of those things where, there, it's hard to, to to find people make posts assuming nuance will be seen, and it just isn't. Um, but yeah, it's also just a stupid comment. It's it, a stupid comment. His second post on it about like <clears throat> mega corporations, um, kind of suppressing free speech because mm-hmm. like there, I think there's truth to that. Sure. Absolutely. But not but Disney and Sony. Like you're, you're oh, free. Absolutely. Your free speech <laughs> is not being impeded by the oh, new Mickey they, Mouse production. Like nobody cares. Got, oh, they got their hands in so many pots and stuff, dude. I think they have way more influence than we realize. Anyway. So moving on. Yeah. So that is so what it is. That's about as political as we'll get. Is that? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. That's about. That's about as political as it gets. Um, Next time we talk about politics, we'll be in about a year and a half. And- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, moving on to something that is pertinent to today in a lot of ways, uh, because after we're done recording this, we're going to go see the Marvels. Yeah, that's why I'm down here. That's why you're here. Because no, it's been out for two weeks, and already I can't go watch it anywhere up near Hanover. Well, and there's maybe (laughs) a reason why. So, the MCU has set a new record. And probably a record they didn't want to set. Oh, it's rough. It is rough, my friend. It is rough. It's not looking good. <laughs> um, it is normal, absolutely, for a film to see a drop from the first weekend to the second mm-hmm. weekend. Sometimes we're all going, oh, holy crap, because the drop is only like 25 to 30%. Right. And it's like, wow, that's really impressive, right? Um Sometimes there's almost no drop. Those are things like your avatars, your end game, yeah. stuff like that. Um, on average, 
probably a 40 40 percent 45 maybe maybe 50 percent drop is kind of in that like healthy zone right it's like yeah you know it's it's more than you wanted to lose but also 50 percent of last week's audience is still coming to your movie a week later so you're gonna do fine the marvels yeah from first weekend to second weekend Mm-hmm. saw an unprecedented 78% drop. <laughs> Everybody wanted to see it. Saw it opening day. <laughs> well, but not even because it was a very disappointing opening for them. It only opened... That's because nobody wanted to see it. It only opened to $46 million. <laughs> so I think that it's... I think the trailers have made it look good. Right, like I'm, I've been enjoying um, the trailers. The, I think the trailers have made it look all right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as good, intriguing, maybe. The, yeah, intriguing. I've been, yeah. my interest has been piqued by these trailers. Yeah. Um, this to me stinks of. It's a bad movie, and I don't know. I haven't, we haven't seen it yet, but I don't see where else. Your, I don't see where else all your money goes at this point. Yeah. Right. Like it's well, yes, there were some other things that opened yeah. against it. Right. There was a new trolls movie that came out. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's the, the right. third one. Right. The third one. <laughs> but that's not where all your viewers have gone. Yeah. This is this is poor word of mouth. Well, and I think it's not only poor word of mouth i think it's a low hype situation right you go from the hype of even like captain america civil war and then end game and then or sorry infinity war and then end game you know like there's there's hype been built up from past movies that oh this is going to be epic oh we're finally going to see this showdown oh we're finally going to see the the main big bad they've been building to uh, throw throw fists. Yeah, right. There's hype been built up. Where there's no hype in Marvel for anything right now. No. Like I'm not excited about anything in Marvel. Not a damn thing. A Deadpool three. Uh, kinda. Kind of. I mean, I know it'll be a lot of fun, but in terms of like a Marvel film, I'm I'm not hyped because it's a Marvel film, right? MCU franchise. I'm I'm in, hyped because Fox allowed Ryan Reynolds and uh, whatever the name of the director is uh, were to, to like do the character justice and bring Hugh and, Jackman and, back and, 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 and yeah so like I'm hyped because of another studio's hard work not because of the work M- the MCU is right done, right so there's no hype in like the what ifs the TV show I'm I'm kind of hyped for that but that's like. That doesn't even matter to the to, right. the to the MCU because it's outside of it's still kind of canon, but it's outside of canon because it's what if this happened? Well, and I mean, obviously, we'll be able to weigh more in on this in our Marvel's review once we've seen it. But yeah, okay, well, I, and I think, hang on, before like uh, before keep going, but I want to do something. Yeah, with yeah, this yeah. Before we wrap up, I I, I think this topic. I think you know, it'll be really interesting. And I think maybe there's, 
I, th- I think the appropriate time is here because when you look at the list of Marvel films, MCU films that are coming out next year, um, you have Deadpool 3. Yep. And then it's 2025. Deadpool 3 is the only, because of the delays and the strike and things that have been pushed back and bumped and whatever else, Deadpool 3 is the only MCU film coming out in 2024. Now, unless at some point Marvel goes, whoops, psych, and push push something forward. Yeah, they try to do whatever. Right, because uh, what's on the slate? You've got Brave uh, Captain America, Brave New World, and Thunderbolts. I think are the next two in the pipeline after. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it, it's it's maybe there's never been a better time to say, all right, let's take a break. Yeah, let's would, regroup. Yeah. When when you when we start talking about like one film in the next year, that that actually sounds kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> now there will still be probably like two TV, TV series, yeah. right? I think um, I think the Agatha one still coming out next year, and maybe Ironheart or something. Echo for sure. Armor Wars, isn't it? Armor Wars. Yeah. Well, there's so there's an Ironheart show. Is there? Yeah, mm. with, that's why they introduced Riri Williams in, mm. and then Armor Wars, which is Rhodey's story, War Machine story. Right. Um, that was going to be a TV series, but then it got the feature film upgrade not long ago. Oh, like feature film, like Werewolf by Night, or feature film? No, like, like theatrical cinema. release, okay. like a full proper Interesting. movie. Yeah, so. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I think this is a fun point. We could, because we are about to go watch this, but this, this is, we're going to wrap up here and depending on timing, we'll goof around, maybe play a game or two, go grab lunch, then go watch the movie. But what, like, I think we could ask two questions kind of safely here as kind of like a teaser to our Marvel's, uh, sure. Breakdown episode. Like, how how excited like were you prior to release for Marvels? I think is a question we can ask, and I think maybe something like after seeing this uh, and potential, how excited are you? And have you have you seen or heard anything about the film that maybe excites you or makes you ask questions or makes you want to go, you know what I mean? Like something like around that vein of a kind of question. Yeah. It's a lot of questions, but um, one, but so I was pretty excited um, because I don't hate, you know, like Captain Marvel's not, it's certainly not the strongest MCU film, but I, I don't hate it the way that a lot of other people, I think like it's got a bit of a bad rep and I, I don't agree with that. I think it's actually pretty good. Mm. I love Miss Marvel. Yeah. Love that character. Yeah. Love that whole dynamic. Um, I think Monica Rambo in WandaVision was a lot of fun. So seeing those three come together excites me. Um, I do know I have had one thing spoiled for me. And 
I'm not going to tell you what it is. Is it the, one of the post credit scenes? No. Okay. I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I don't I had, know. I had one of the post credits. Yeah. I don't know if it. it's in a post credit scene that this happens or not. So we were, we won't get into it any of it. We won't spoil anything yeah, here. We'll talk about um, that on the show. But what I will tell you is that the, the thing, <clears throat> it, in my opinion, for me, the thing that was spoiled for me is not a good thing. Yeah, I would say what the thing that was spoiled for me raises more questions than anything. Uh, okay, and so I don't think we're talking it, about the same and thing. And it's then. not going to, like, the thing that was spoiled I, is is I know it's a post-credit thing, and from what from what it is, it it makes me go, huh? What? How? That doesn't make sense. Uh, okay. No, the thing <laughs> again, without going into really any details, the thing that was spoiled for me is is a clear. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a post credit thing. Could be. I don't think it is. Um, but it's it's Marvel clearly saying, see what we're see where we're going. It's mm. it's basically a soft announcement for a future project. Right. Okay. And. And to which my response is, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What uh, are you doing? Like, now is not the right time for you to be making this type of announcement. Mm, this is not a good look, Marvel. So, I don't sounds, know. To me, it sounds like we could be talking maybe. about the same thing, but also maybe not. So, yeah, so for me, I wasn't super excited about this project. Um, I liked... Captain Marvel, I didn't think they did the character. They didn't they didn't portray the character super well. I thought she was uh it's kind of a, a, a cinema term. She was a little they kind of Mary Sued her a little bit. She didn't have enough flaws, right? She, her big flaw was that she had some self-doubt. Right. I guess, and that was because the Kree were kind of messing with her mind. Yeah. But <clears throat> Like in the comics, Captain Marvel's big flaws are that she's she kind of headstrong and does her own stuff and doesn't care about what other people like, which is kind of similar to this character, right? Because she's so powerful. But right. in the comics, her power is limited. Like, yeah, it's got it's kind of it's in in the comics, her power kind of has a fuel gauge. So if if she did in the comics what she did in the first Captain Marvel film, she would her powers would be exhausted and she'd essentially be depowered. Yeah. But her powers she doesn't even have a fuel gauge in the MCU, which I think is disappointing. It makes the character too overpowered, and when the character's too overpowered, they become less interesting. Right. She, one of the one, it's, that's kind of one of the issues a lot of people have with Superman. She, I was just going to say she's she is the reason why Superman games don't work. Yeah, <laughs> why it's hard to so, play a Superman yeah, game. That, that, that was an it, that was probably one of my biggest beasts with the MCU Captain Marvel is like, when does this turn off? Like, right. where's where's the limiter? Where's where's the point where she runs out of power? And she has to get creative, right? Right. The, it, it's it's less interesting to me, right? Um, but other than that, I thought the character was okay. I thought, especially with what the when the way they she kind of worked and combined with the other characters in the Infinity War movies was, was yeah. they, that played well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Post release. Oh, the other two characters. Uh, I think Photon. I think that's the name. Yeah, I think so. Her. For Monica Rambo. Yeah. yeah. I think her character 
We don't know. Seems we in, don't know yeah. a lot about her yet. Yeah, she she seems like a very potentially very interesting character with how she got her power set and her mom being connected by there. going in and out of the the, the, the hex. What are they, the hex? Yeah, yeah, so many times. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and and so there's some interesting which, character development here, which most of that character development with powers is going to happen in this film. So she doesn't really use her powers much at all in the, the TV show. So can we say then that that essentially Photon's powers came from the Soul Stone, right? Because that's where, or not no, the Soul Stone from, from the, Wanda's from Wanda, who, right, but who, who got who, her powers from which well, stone? See, now we don't know where Wanda got her Wanda, powers from. Wanda is in it, yeah, because Wanda is a nexus being who potent, who had this power potentially the whole time and was just kind of amplified, amplified. or kick, kicked in early uh, because of... It's the Mind the, Stone? No, what is the, it? Um, I think it's the Mind Stone. What stone is, is the mind? in yeah, it's the Vision's mind, it's the mind stone head? Because it has to be, it's, it's, it's Age of Ultron. It's Age of Ultron. Yeah. That, she, that they dive into that. But anyway, so, yeah... And then, and it's why Vision and Wanda have a connection. Yeah. Um, well, because, you know, they also just be doing it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name because names suck. Miss uh, <laughs> um, Marvel. Yeah. Kamala. Uh, yeah. Kamala. She, out of, out of the three, she's... Th- in terms of her character and character development, she's the most interesting. She's so much fun. She's the most interesting. She's her 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 abilities aren't canon to the comics because in the comics she's like stretchy man, kind yeah. of like Mister Fantastic, but not to that extreme. Like she can kind of grow and um, the Although Spider-Man in the MCU, TV, it's all like light based. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's like she creates <clears throat> you know, light, solid light objects. Yeah. And some of them look like her hands and stuff, and she makes platforms to jump on, which is a kind of a cool twist. Yeah. And like in in the comics, she gets her powers, by from some kind of uh, gas attack from a villain group, and this gas attack kind of when any, she's at- any anybody who has an X gene in their system that's not active like a dormant gene they would be a mutant but they they're not a mutant because this gene yeah. is dormant deep in which her. happens to her when she's at avengers con right uh yeah well yeah, yeah. Uh, well or in, like in some that, sort in that, of the, that one avengers game it yeah. was but i don't know what where when it happens in the comics i just know that because i just thought because it happens too. in that game and then there is the avengers con in the first episode of miss yeah. marvel so i thought like that that might be is it. there is this yeah, like a, a teaser <laughs> both from well no i'm just yeah. like at that point i'm like does that mean that this is from the comics because yeah. it's a really weird coincidence if you just both yeah. did that independently so there i think there's still a fun chance that she could still get the powers that that, that kind of powers there because at the end of miss marvel tv show her buddy's like you have these weird genes i've never seen it so like a, you've got a mutation right. <laughs> the music plays um so like there's still something could happen where the her dormant genes are like and then she loses the bracer somehow so she can't use the light but now that her genes are active and she's she has to kind of relearn her power which would be a really cool storyline 
And like fans of the comics would freak out because, oh my gosh, now she's like the comics. But I, yeah. So out of the three of them, I think Kamala Khan has got the most interesting character and story and photons next and Miss Marvel's there because she's got another movie. And I think that's why that like the name of the franchise changed several times away from Captain Marvel two to what we got the Marvels. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Because people, they, they realized these other characters are more interesting than yeah. So moving on, one of the things that about the MCU that has left us so confused is we don't understand the continuity of the MCU anymore with some of the multiverse stuff and what is part of this yeah. universe and what's a part of that universe and yeah. how what does this is all the direction we're going? Well, well, and just kind of thing. like who is so is this. A part of that timeline is it yeah. a part oh, of this yeah, timeline? Yeah. And and that was something that like was was very kind of unique right now in our culture to the MCU, right? Not a lot of other, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars isn't great all the time right now, but we understand it. Like we're not mm. confused about. There's well, one solid timeline. Adding to the list of of I'm sorry. What's a part of what? anymore because none of this is making any any sense is the karate kid uh i seen this yeah because there has been an announcement made that ralph macchio and jackie chan are starring together in a new upcoming karate kid film uh and there was actually a whole video where like they're they're out there right now looking for their new karate kid, right? Like this yeah. their video you, is kind of like a, a casting if, call. If you're in your late teens, early twenties, you potentially could be the next karate kid. Yeah, what was it? Open there's, casting call. There's this whole um yeah. which this is really cool because it's like coming off the heels. You have of to you have to very be, uh highly acclaimed um Cobra Kai series. Yeah, you have to be between like, what was it? It's like 15 and 17 and Asian American and proficient in martial arts, but speak English fluently, be conversational in Mandarin. Like there's there's a there's, there's quite a list. A list. Um I didn't look at the list. I just saw the video of them kind of bantering about yeah, it. And I was but like, this, oh, this is this, this would be cool. This begs the question. I mean, it begs a couple of questions. Question number one is, uh, you know, why do a Karate Kid film... I think the only reason you do a Karate Kid film right now is because of the popularity of Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. Outside of Cobra Kai, if it weren't for that show, I think this IP is pretty much dead now. Um. Yeah, like without Cobra Kai... Um, the Karate Kid is just a like uh, somebody who enjoyed it when they were growing up. Yeah. Like it's it's well, like, I, I I love I'm a, I love the Karate Kid. Like anything Ninja Karate based when I was growing up was huge for me and my brother. So like Karate Kid, the Three Ninjas, Power Rangers. Um, there was a was that there, there was a game surfer or soccer one. movie. Oh, that was Shaolin Soccer. Yeah, that was that was that was late when I was a teenager. But there was like another one where it's like Surfer Ninjas or something like that. Where so like dumb. the one it's brother like the was Sharknado like NATO of nin- of kung fu movies. It was really cool. Like these like these surfer the surfer boy from from 
um, California. He, he had a little brother and like he was innately good. But yeah, it was weird. There's some mystical stuff in there, but it was fun. It was goofy, like three ninjas. And, so yeah. anyway, and love I'm, that stuff. And I mean, you know what? Like I, and I'm a fan of the Jackie Chan, Jaden Smith one. Yeah, it was, it was not I like for a reboot. I think it did a pretty good job of holding up to the standard. Like, especially in that they didn't try and recreate it. Uh, character for character, nope. like some they of them, like jacket on, do. jacket off instead of. Well, not only that, Jackie Chan's not Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi character mm-hmm. was vastly different than who Mr. Miyagi was as a character. Yeah. Like Mr. Miyagi was this old gent- gentle gentleman, uh, Asian fella who had fought in a war, lost the love of his life and saw this boy in trouble took him under his wing care for him and like aside from kind of being just a lonely kind of old man he he was pretty stable Mm -hmm. jackie chan is a vastly different he's mentally unstable almost in his emotion like he builds a car every year just to destroy it yeah (laughs) yeah because he's so heartbroken over the loss of his family yeah and and but and it's really smart that they did that because what that led to, the fact that they're not the same character names, they're not identical stories, they're not, you know, so on and so forth, has led to the fact that now there is no reason why you can't say, yeah, you know what, both of these stories happen in the same universe. Yep, absolutely. You know, yeah. just, just a very similar sort of like yeah. a, a mentor, the, mentee. Especially since they happen in two different continents. And yeah. A, yeah. Very. And like, it's that. Why does the original Karate Kid happen in North America? Yeah. Oh. And Mr. Miyagi is an American born uh, character. Yeah. Like his character was born in America, fought in Korea, the Korean War. Um, yeah. Was it Korean War? I don't know, he fought in one of the might have been World War II. He fought he fought for America. That's like okay. He, he's he's got medals and stuff and yeah. I didn't grow up on it. Like I've seen it, but I didn't grow up on it, so it's not as like instilled into my core memories as it is for some other people. Yeah. But sorry, I need to correct myself or else somebody I don't I'm sure nobody will lambast me in the comments because I don't I will. comments I'll look it up nobody later. really does. But Mr. Miyagi was born in Okinawa, sorry. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the minutia. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So, <laughs> you know, am I fanboy's gonna flame? <laughs> am I am I interested in in this film? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it seems a little like I'm a little confused why they're looking for. They're like, oh, we're looking for. They're looking for the new Karate Kid. Isn't that what? Daniel's been doing this whole isn't like just finding all these new karate kids kind of yeah like have you watched Cobra Kai not all the way I'm not like caught up but okay yeah so he like yeah um so like he ends up I gotta I just gotta love on karate kid the sorry Cobra Kai for a minute I love because because the the karate kid movies are pretty black and white who's good and bad and then Cobra Kai just kind of dissects the characters and goes, no, there's a lot of nuance here, Mm. right? 
Daniel is not the goody two shoes he's made out to be. No, in in the movies, turns out to be and, kind of a bully and a dick. And, yeah, and, and and like, there's reasons the bad guys are dicks. Like, there's 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 emotional trauma there that 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 if they work through, they are actually really good guys, right? And, and so I just I love the Karate Kid movies, and yeah, so Daniel ha- has been kind of rebuilding. Miyagi Do in in the Cobra Kai series, but yeah, so I don't know where they're gonna go with this storyline wise, um, because everything previous to in the Karate Kid movies is kind of canon to the Cobra Kai series and vice versa, right? So I don't know where they can go with this, uh, except for that maybe this Jackie Chan character takes on another student and somehow. They they connect the two like I don't know how how do I without spoiling the end of season two I don't know how I can when did season two end recently oh, okay yeah so then yeah. don't have you yeah but you know you haven't watched it no and you're going to probably yeah. so I don't want to spoil it but like yeah the end of season two kind of leaves itself in a place where where Miyagi Do will travel for a tournament and at that tournament potentially they could run into Jackie Chan and some of his pupils. Right. Okay. And so maybe that's where this the connection. Karate, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, two things. Over under 50% that we see a Jaden Smith cameo. Mm. Jaden Smith's like I'm going to have to say under because he's not really doing a lot of acting. Well, and he's he's like an enigma to me because he's like he seems to me like he's kind of emotionally all over the place. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll look at who his parents are. Yeah. So like <laughs> he, That's he, a messy household he, right now. He could be doing mo- he was doing movies one day, and now he's singing, doing singing, rapping and, and and then he's doing something else, modeling or whatever. Like he, he's not he doesn't seem in terms of like career direction he seems very unstable yeah so i don't know i don't know yeah i would that's why i have to say under also, i don't think you could get him if you wanted him oh, potentially over under and i agree over under 50 percent though that we have a scene where daniel and mr han are arguing over the technique to train oh, the, wax the new, off, wax whether off, it's coat on, yeah, coat and he's off. like, no, it's yeah. jacket on, jacket off. What? No, Mister Miyagi, t- it's wax on, wax off. You have um, to have that scene. Yeah, I, I think that would that be dialogue. fun. I mean, they teach two different forms of martial arts completely. Like yeah. Mister Miyagi taught karate, uh, and where uh, Jackie Chan, Mister Han, fu. was teaching forms of kung fu. So vastly different. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the kung fu kid, not the karate theology. But um, uh, they they didn't even call it kung fu kid. No, it was karate kid. They should have called it kung fu kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that what a wow! I just realized that now that we're talking. Like it's inaccurately titled. It's very inaccurately titled. Yeah, it's not karate at all. Anyway, yeah, I yeah, I think that that's that would be potentially an over. All right. I would love to see some. There's one. We haven't seen cameos from uh, Karate Kid 3 yet. What's her name that played in Karate Kid 3? Oh, um, uh, uh, oh, 
not um Jodie Foster? No. Who was the She's like a a famous kid or famous actor. Yeah. Is it Jodie Foster? No. Um Oh, is it Karate Kid 4? I'm searching Karate Kid 3 and that's not coming up. Uh it must be Karate Kid 4. Oh, it's Karate Kid Returns. No. Hillary Swank. The next Karate Kid. Next Karate Kid. Hillary Swank. Of it. Yeah. Cuz me um yeah. Miyagi was in 3 Karate Kids and or not sorry, Daniel was in 3 Karate Kids and then the next Karate Kid was Yeah. Almost kind of a not a reboot but like a what do you call it? Um a side story. Spin-off. Spin-off, yeah. Uh okay. Moving on. Moving on. And I just need to pull something up here. Oh, we're, oh, you're bringing up the uh, dream casting? Oh, okay. I'm going to bring up my dream casting list here. Uh, so back when Carl and I did our dream DC casting, right? James Gunn had just recently taken over. We didn't really... We knew there no, was a reboot coming. It was just prior... Like, there was there was rumors that he was, it was just prior to him, like, unveiling what's going to be happening in yeah. DCU, in which he unveiled absolutely nothing. Yeah. But just before that, yeah, we did a dream casting. We did a dream casting. We went yeah. through... I think we each cast, like, 16 different characters or something. It's just yeah. like, you know, in the new rebooted... D, in, the, in the new 60, to DC <laughs> this is this is who we would want to play yeah. these roles and i i made a pick for superman that i think was i mean i still stand by um but we i mean we've since had a casting for superman we now know that my casting didn't Did, get chosen didn't neither well, did yours i didn't either yeah. um and but i'm happy with the casting that we got and and I think that my pick probably surprised you a little bit and probably surprise, would yep. surprise a lot of people. I said Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. I think, A, it, you know, there's images of him out there where he's, he's buff and anyone can get buff. You don't necessarily, you don't necessarily cast someone because they have the body type. That's something we can yeah, fake you, and flub. You, and, yeah, you, like... And a good example of like not don't don't base your casting on body type like the whether they're fit or not would would be um, well, names again Chris Pratt hard. Chris Pratt yeah yeah went because in Parks and Rec he's kind of chubby yeah and then now we got tr- Star Lord who's yeah. like Jurassic World sex icon and he's like this yeah <laughs> and so. So I said Nicholas Holt. I think you're a fantastic actor. The menu. Have you seen the menu yet? Did you watch the menu? No. So the menu he's fantastic in. Warm Bodies is so underrated. It's such a good comedy, zombie comedy. Um, he's he's good in a lot of things. Well, yeah. He, uh, he his most recent film, uh, which I've seen him in, was the Nick Cage. The Renfield. Renfield. Yeah. And he was awesome in that. Yeah. Yeah. Not not an amazing movie, but not because oh, of not because it. of him or Nicolas Cage. No. Right? Like just, they're it's, both well, good in it. It's it's I don't think it's meant to be like a it's not meant to be uh an uh 
a nominee. A good movie? movie. No, well, an Oscar right? bait? Like, no, not at a, all. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, Nicholas Holt. But Nicholas Holt has not been forgotten. Because here's the thing. I think when James Gunn listened to the episode that we did the DC casting in, <laughs> he was like, ah, I've already got my Superman. But Nicholas Holt, eh? Hmm. <laughs> huh. And as a result, Nicholas Holt has now been announced as the new Lex Luthor. Yeah. And again, I like, you know, we talked about this. We've talked about this many times. We talked about this in episode 350 when we did our casting our own um, drama films. When you can add talent, actual talent, do it. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Do it. And and that's what they've done. And I think yeah. this is super exciting. He's age appropriate for based on what we know about the, the Superman that we're getting. Yeah. Um now, again, I when we did our casting, my Lex Luthor casting pick was much older than my Superman pick because mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I think he can be." Like I don't think mm-hmm. they need to be the same. You, I, you don't have to go the Smallville route where they're where they're both buddy teenagers. buddies, but um, <laughs> yeah. but you could, and I and it seems like they are. They're going to be similar ages. Um, I think no matter what we get, fans, this is going to be one of those things where, and I didn't mind. I didn't mind them. It was a very different take, but I didn't mind it because I understood adaptation and and new versions and. And making a character your own, um, all of the Zack Snyder supporters, who are the James Gunn haters, who are the loyalists, who are the purists, and are burning down James Gunn's empire before <laughs> it even starts, I think even they will enjoy this over the Jesse Eisenberg thing. Yeah. Because not a lot of people liked it. it. I think that was a good role for Jesse Eisenberg because it showed his depth. He didn't play as, like, he... He, he wasn't the same character he always is. Exactly. Well, there, oh, was, oh, there, there was flavors there of was it flavors, there. But it was, it was pretty different from, like, uh, from, like, Zombieland, Jesse Eisenberg, right? Yeah. Um, Michael Sarah, however, Michael Sarah's. Always been the same character. He's got no depth as an actor. (laughs) He's fun for what he does, but he's he doesn't have any depth. I don't think you're you're not going to cast him as a superhero anytime. No, (laughs) unless that superhero is a weird, quirky dork. But yeah, so for Jesse Eisenberg, that role did him more benefit than he did the role. He for me, he felt more chaotic and a little bit he's a little manic he he felt more like a joker than he did a lex luther yeah or maybe like could have been kind of like a you know who he would have been great as if they had if if ben affleck had ended up getting had ended up do you know if the whole ben affleck directed batman standalone film thing hadn't fallen through and and stopped being a thing and you had made the villain of that Batman film, Jervis, Jar, Jervis, Jarvis, Jarvis Tetch, 
the Mad Hatter. Uh huh. I think Jesse Eisenberg would have would have done that well. Mm. Yeah, I can see right? that. Right, same sort of mannerisms that. and same sort of whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so this, I think this is this is this is great. Yeah, I think um, this will knock he'll he'll knock it out of the park. He'll do he'll do the character comic book justice. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm so stoked on this new DC yeah. thing because I like. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I you know I. I did not like Harley Quinn, the emancipation of one, you know, whatever it is, the birds of prey movie yeah, I haven't was, seen it. was not very good. Uh, wonder woman 84 was a train wreck. Yep. Um, first wonder woman was great. I don't know uh, what happened. I think <laughs> man of steel is, is criminally underrated. I think it's incredibly yeah. good and I don't understand all the hate I it agree. receives. I think the director's cut of or ultimate version or whatever they ended up calling it of Batman v Superman isn't as bad as we all I th- I think mm. I think it's cool to hate on but I don't think it's as bad as everyone thinks it is aside from enchantress waving her arms around like a total ninny I didn't have a problem with suicide squad I think it's a fun movie and yeah. I I think I think that movie suffered from Enchantress as the villain. Absolutely. Other than that, I think it was great. I was even even though it was wildly different and it was unlike any Joker I was familiar with, I was I was game to see where they were going to take Jared Leto's Joker and I was ready to see him play off of Ben Affleck's Batman. Oh. This is a tangent for the Joker. Have you um kept up with the comic books at all about like they're, because they've recently done in the last, I don't I think it must have been in the last six months at minimum, but they recently kind of did a revelation about why there's so many different Jokers. Have you seen that? No. Oh, man. So um, in, in, in DC, they've, they did this storyline where Batman was getting flung through different universes uncontrollably, and he ended up in a universe where Joker didn't exist. But... Uh, uh, what's Joker's actual name? We well, we don't know. Uh, I don't know. So there's there's this there's this other character, billionaire character, kind of a Lex Luthor, but a good guy, yeah, like a nice guy. And he runs into Bat Batman when he's in this universe, and because Batman doesn't exist and Joker doesn't exist in this universe, anyway, he ends up being uh, the quote unquote. I think they call him like the Prime Joker. Oh, okay, but, he, but he's Joker not Prime. He's not insane. He's not mentally unstable, but he starts because he's a genius in this universe. He starts like diving into like, uh, he finds out about the jokers and stuff because Batman's now entered his universe. And and he starts kind of like diving into, I think the potential of like, can I be, will I become this or whatever? So he starts like looking at other, universe, and every time he kind of dives in to try and figure out, why or how this can happen, he ends up creating another version of the Joker. Right. Which is why that's the why Joker, there is so the, why, why there's why it seems like there's so many Jokers and why he never seems to die or stay dead. That's cool. It's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. That's cool. So I'm yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. But so like I was saying, even though I enjoyed all those films, um and I did like the Snyder cut, 
I did not like Justice League. Like the theatrical Justice League, mm. I did not like. Yeah. I like the Snyder Cup, blah, blah, blah. The, you know, and I'm sorry, DC fans, I'm sorry. But when DC, and I, I mean, the story, the story may be a little bit different now, but when DC first said, like, hey, we're going to do the, what Marvel's doing. We're going to do this shared universe thing. We're going to do what Marvel's doing. It, and you know in the back of their minds, Warner Brothers was thinking, well, and we're going to do it better. Because we got, like, Batman. We got Superman. We got, well, you know, whatever. Well, we're not going to call it, it the MCU. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do it better. Uh, I'm sorry, but, but DC got spanked. They got spanked hard. Mm-hmm. Right, like it just didn't. It was not. It wasn't panning out. Here's an interesting question for you: with the MCU in the state that it's in, which is a state that I I don't think any of us imagined the MCU would oh, be yeah. in at this point. Pre Endgame, nobody thought it would be in a, a messy situation. Right. So with it in the state that it's in, and with James Gunn's new DC coming. Is there a potential that in five years' time, DC is the big boss sitting at the table and the MCU is oh, trying to play catch-up? In terms up? of cinematic universes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, James Gunn is starting from an almost potential kind of sort of clean slate he's he's made the, i i would say this is james gunn's only misstep is that he's not going complete clean slate so because we don't know by keeping amanda waller and peacemaker it, well, and, well and like the flash movie is somehow sort of canon and blue beetle is somehow sort of canon the blue like, beetle one is i don't think the flash is i think the flash he, is no we because we've talked about it that like it, he how he said like the flash is kind of sort of canon is we've, it we've right, talked maybe. about it um see even i can't keep up yeah so like because he's not going complete clean slate it's creating a little bit of fuzzy haze as to well, what are you doing right if it was more complete clean slate i think he would set himself up better for taking the throne so to speak but regardless, like because the MCU is in such a mess and they've been in a mess for a while now, for them to recover will take them just as long as longer that they've been screwing up. So that so what uh, Infinity War was how long ago? Uh, 20. It was pre-COVID. 17. So for in six years, for at least no. for at least four years, minimum four years, the MCU has been swirling the drain. Twenty eighteen, for it's been oh, six so years. six years. Holy so shit. I would I would give it five years. Give them a year's grace period. Holy shit! Yeah. So for at least five years, MCU has been making missteps. They've had some. They've had some wins, but like Guardians for, three. But for the most part, it's been losses. Yeah. And losses in terms of, when I say losses, I don't mean box office losses. I mean losses in terms of the fans going, I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. What's happening here? This was a good movie, but I'm I'm lost. Hulk has a kid and they're yeah. all yeah. eating hot dogs in a backyard yeah. barbecue. A, a like, lot of it's been in TV happening? shows. Yeah. So like what's happening? So they it's gonna if it took them five years to get here, it's gonna take them minimum five years to undo it. Potentially more, I would yeah. say, to, to reverse that damage. 
So, I mean, gun, guns, gun has got a huge advantage here moving forward because clean, cleanish slate. Mm-hmm. And from what we've seen, he's got some clear purpose and direction. Yeah. From, from what we've seen. And, well, now, and what know. we've seen hasn't been much. We've gotten movie titles. We've gotten some castings, which also so far, all the castings have been great. Yeah. Right. I don't know if it's on our list for today, but there's there's been some casting announcements recently for some upcoming MCU films that have left me questioning. The are we talking about the Anna Taylor Joy thing? Fantastic Four. I was going to say top thinking in my mind. The villain for yeah. Fantastic Four. Oh, you think the actual the like Mister Fantastic has been confirmed, or is it? I'm the, pretty sure it was confirmed. Are we talking about the Pedro Pascal yeah. thing? I don't think it's confirmed. I think we haven't reported on it because because I don't think it's mm. the report official. The, the things I've seen on it have made it sound pretty solidified. And Which, if if it's true, I think it's a huge misstep. I like Pedro Pascal. I think he's a great actor. He's an, he's been awesome in The Mandalorian. I think this is the wrong role for Pedro Pascal to take. I think this is the wrong role, ca- wrong actor for the MCU to cast for Mister so, Fantastic. So interesting question for you, because when I first saw that this was the big rumor. Um, and yeah, it looks like that's still all, all it is. Is it just a rumor still? Um, but when I saw that this was, was the big thing that was being reported, um, I too had that exact thing, that exact thought. I was like, uh, what? Yeah. Like what? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. And, and then I stopped and I asked myself, well, but why do I feel that way? Like, what is it about if someone if someone said to me, like, you know, if 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 I was sitting down in front of Kev, Kevin Feige and said, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, Pedro Pascal doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, this is clearly obviously he's the wrong pick for Mr. Fantastic. If Kevin Feige looked back at me and said, oh, interesting. OK, why? Then all of a sudden I was like, well, okay, what would my answer be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because nothing was immediately popping to my head. And I think what ended up being the the reason in my head was that, like, in both versions, both live-action versions of Fantastic Four that we've gotten, and in the comics, Mr. Fantastic's just some white dude. And, and I'm like, so it seems weird that like that from, and this was, this was my, this was my reasoning. I was like, so I don't know, Pedro Pascal's got that accent and he's got like that mustache and he's got the, and I'm like, I don't know. I just like, that doesn't, he's not, I, I, I don't look at him. I can't look at him and see Mr. Fantastic. And then I was like, well, that's a really stupid reason. And then I was like, and Pedro Pascal is super talented, and I'm always saying it's never a bad thing to add talent. So I don't know. I he still he wouldn't be my first pick, um, and not because of his race, but because my first pick is John Krasinski. Still, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hands down, pants down. But, um, I- but but I would be if they came out tomorrow and and confirmed this and said, you know what, this is official. 
Pedro Pascal is our Reed Richards. Yeah, yeah, I'd be okay with it. I think I'd be okay with it. I, I, I would be curious to see where it went and and how it turned out. Um, yeah. So for me, it's not, it's not like it, it is the look, but it's not like, I wouldn't say it's skin color. I would say it's body type. He, he's not buff enough or he's not like, what do you mean? Uh, Mr. Fantastic's not a buff character. He doesn't have to be jacked. No. Mr. Fantastic is a long, lanky, tall, lanky character. Right. Peter Pascal is only How I have tall? a hang, on, I got it here. He's only five foot ten. I would say your your Mr. Fantastic has to be six foot or taller. He's gotta be like Pete. How tall is Mr. Fantastic? Right. Six one. Yeah. So three inches. You gonna uh, dock the guy by yeah. three inches? Well, and like he's he's three inches shorter, but he's also like got a stockier build. He doesn't look lanky. Yeah, well, I mean, and but I don't so think... did Christian Bale before he starved himself for whatever. Like that's, but that's you can change that. that. Okay. That's <laughs> going from the machinist to Batman, those are two very different looks. Right? Is there an in-between look that Pedro Pascal could find between like the, the just kind of lanky? I don't I guess, but I don't I don't no, I don't I don't see it. Like I I don't I just I don't think he's got the body type for it. He doesn't sell the Mr. Fantastic look for me. Right. In terms of his body type. And I like and we were just saying, you know, like don't cast for body type because you can get jacked, but that's for like getting jacked, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't think the body type we're talking about for what Mister Fantastic looks like, you can build for body type. Well, bring up he was in he was in a Spy Kids movie as a superhero. Bring up an image of that. I think that's the best you're going to get for like him actually playing. Like because that and I, if I remember right, that character was like a tech character, so he wasn't there. Like that's about as Mister Fantastic as he's gonna look, I think, and that doesn't look like Mister Fantastic to me. Like if you, if I, I can imagine the mustache gone. I can imagine gray on the side of the head. It doesn't feel like Mister Fantastic. He, it does. He, he, his body, his body type can't sell it for me. Just looking up how tall is um, Krasinski? Krasinski in feet and inches. He's going to be over six foot. Six three. Yeah. Wait a second. And oh, and Mr. Fantastic's six one. So uh, Krasinski's too tall. No, he's not. He's fine. But I I mean, I'm I'm saying over six feet. Okay. But Krasinski's not lanky. He is. Look at how long those arms look. Uh, He's got long arms. Like I, for me, he sells the look just standing around, right? Right. Where that, and that's where, that's what I'm getting at, right? Like as buff or as slim as Peter Pascal can get just standing there, he doesn't, doesn't sell a Mr. Fantastic look for me. I'm I have no doubt he could act the Mr. Fantastic role phenomenally. Right. 
but I don't like his body isn't going to sell it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and then ultimately like again, that's not, that's not to say that if they were to cast him all of a sudden, you're going to boycott the film. No, you know, no I'm not saying it. that he could nail it, yeah, but like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Daisy Ridley, who I was a big fan of in the Star Wars franchise. I know you were not. Uh, not Daisy Ridley, the character. R- right. You, the the way her character Ray. was written, yes. you didn't like. I have no problems with Daisy Ridley. I think she's a great actress. Yeah. Um, I have a problem with her character. And that, yeah, that sorry. That's, to, uh, that's that what, what I meant. to do with her. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, I enjoyed her character. I think there was some major issues with it and I don't think it was the character that a Star Wars franchise deserved. Um, but I still had, still had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, she was being, we know that there are three big new Star Wars films coming out and we know that one of those is the continuation of Ray's story. It's something like 10 years in the future from, um, from Rise of Skywalker, and and that it's about Rey training up her new academy of Jedi. Right. And I'm excited for it. And I hope, I hope that it's called Star Wars Episode Ten Because I, I, I just because I want the saga to continue. Right, like I want it if because you at this, the saga to continue, you shouldn't have killed all the Skywalkers. Beca- because at this point, it seems like well, because but now the franchise is about the legacy of Skywalker, right? And that Skywalker has become a mantle. That, anyways, we're not going to get into that. Um, Don't give me that garbage. Um, but, but I'm, but it seems like unless this is Star Wars Episode Ten, we're never going to see an opening crawl and hear the fanfare ever mm. again. Yeah. Right. Because that's what they've been reserved. They've been for. holding it out for those. So anyways, uh, she was doing an interview recently and someone asked her about this, uh, this upcoming film. And she said, uh, she said a bunch of things. I'm going to skip over a lot of it. Um, but she said, I had breakfast with Kathy Kennedy and I thought it was just breakfast. And then it was mentioned. So I thought about it. I loved the story, and I was like, okay. Things then happened quite quickly, and it felt like I was instantaneously on a stage being introduced by director Shermin Obeid Chinoy. Uh, It honestly took me back to the beginning of 20 or 21, however old I was, when Star Wars The Force Awakens was announced. I was petrified. I was overwhelmed. I was really nervous, But the response was really wonderful, and I'm genuinely excited about the next one. I haven't read anything, but I know the story. It's really worth telling, worth exploring, and I think people will be excited. Now, water is wet. Trees are made of wood. Actor saying, I think you'll like this movie I'm making. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right okay right so that out of the way right yeah. that that is that's there's it's, that's the job 
right? And of course, you get excited. You're a little too close to your own project. You're biased. You got rose petal glasses, you whatever. It is interesting that, you know, obviously, like the script's maybe not in place, right? Like, I don't think there's a script there that they're just not showing to Daisy Ridley. I think it's still being written, right? So I don't, I think there just isn't a script to read. Um, but she knows the story. Obviously, that's probably what they sold her on, right? Because she wasn't, she wasn't contractually obligated to come back. They had to, mm-hmm. say, would you, will you do this? Um, and she says that it's the story is really worth telling, that it's worth exploring, and that she thinks people will be excited. In her opinion. In her opinion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this movie. I'm always excited for more Star Wars. Always. Uh. I, if you told me that there was a book of Boba Fett season two coming, I would be excited for it because there's always the chance, there's always the opportunity to improve on and, and be even better than the last, right? And so I'm excited. I believe her when she says that she, you know, I don't think she's just blowing smoke out of her ass. Now, will I agree that it's a story worth telling? I don't know. But I believe that she believes it. And I am excited. Carl, tell me why you hate Star Wars. <laughs> why I hate the Disney trilogy. <laughs> Which is Star Wars. Uh, I did, this character is not compelling to me. Like, she's got, like, one to zero flaws. Like, uh, we, were, we were just talking about... I mean, her bloodline's kind of We were just talking flaw. about why Captain America... Uh, yeah, but they didn't write it as a flaw. Right. Like, nobody cared. Nothing came of it. She decided to change her name at the end of the movie, so it's not even an issue now, apparently. Like... I mean, yeah, and we'll have to see. We'll have to like, see whether or not she actually... Like, if that was just like a a, a theatrical spur-of-the-moment kind of... Oh, like garbage good feeling thing matter. to say or if she's actually stupid going uh, by that now like i don't this i'm so not i don't i'm so don't care about ray skywalker palpatine nobody knows who your parents are but we actually do yeah, we do <laughs> <laughs> like <sighs> yeah i i am more interested at this point in Star Wars, what Dave Filoni is doing, trying to explain the mess that Disney made leading up to the Star Wars Disney trilogy or any story they want to tell prior to the prequel trilogy. Right. I could, I could care less about and let, and let, here's the thing. Okay. If, if Ray dies in the first act of this film oh my gosh. and Finn who's been training under has to take up the mantle of the master and train. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Finn is way more interesting of a character and compelling and can lead the, lead the future of star Wars than Ray can. Otherwise less development from him, right? But he's still way more compelling as a character. But why? Because he was a stormtrooper, conflicted about killing because he was conscripted. He, he has, in the in the third one, all of a sudden he's like, 
I think I think I have the force. Maybe I have like he he has struggle. He has depth. Right. He's not one dimensional. Right. He, yeah. Way more interesting character. Way <laughs> hundreds times more. Here's, the thing that I love, right, <laughs> is I get excited for all new. I get excited for every new MCU project. I get excited for every new DC project. And I get excited for every new Star Wars project because I'm just such a big fan of those franchises. Right. And I'm and and I'm a fan. And and, you know, sometimes I get something that I don't like as much. Um, but I'm still excited. I'm still like yeah. the fact that I'm getting more Star Wars in 20, like that, that right now it's 2023 and I know that Star Wars is still a thing and it's still happening and it's still growing mm-hmm. is exciting to me. And it's funny because, um, and some, someday we'll have our debate episode where we debate Luke's <laughs> story in the, but what I think is so fun, um, is when, fans kind of like you when fans of star wars fans i'm air quoting right now of star wars say uh well i love like you know i'm such a big i love star wars i'm such a big star wars fan i'm like a massive star wars fan except for the disney stuff i hate like you know i don't like the disney stuff um or the disney stuff isn't disney stuff isn't star wars Right, that's not Star Wars, and and to which my response is always, and objectively, with the Disney stuff is Star Wars, and it turns out that Star Wars just ended up going. You remove all the behind the scenes and who owns what and who's writing what and whatever. Canonically, Star Wars went in a direction that was not the direction you wanted yeah. it to, and so yes. it now it turns out. You may not like Star Wars as much as you thought you did because Star Wars is constantly growing and it's grown into something that as a whole you don't enjoy as much anymore as a whole. There are points there yeah. that have a lot of merit and are correct. I know. That's why well, I said it. But there there are also points there that are just flat out wrong. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, like what? Just because I don't enjoy a segment of an IP does not discount me as a fan of it. No, no, I'm just saying not as a fan. It doesn't make you not a fan. It makes it a, it makes it an IP that as a whole you don't like as much as you used to. As a whole, if you're taking the entire mm. piece of the pie, before yes. you'd say I like 100% of it. Yeah, now okay. you'd say I like 80%. Yes. Right? And it's like, okay, well, yeah. it turns out you don't like Star Wars as much as you thought you did. Because Star Wars has grown that, and changed. That statement, I think, is I, I would yeah, I would say that that's also a, a false. Why statement. Star Wars? Star just, Wars has grown and changed you hate into a something. Segment of it doesn't mean you you like it less as a whole. Like as you, a whole, you, it does. You, you don't like this thing, but it doesn't change your overall opinion of the franchise. I love Star Wars just because they made three or four really bad films. So, okay. Doesn't mean I don't. So, but here's the thing. Doesn't diminish my love of the franchise. But will that change if, right? So let's say, let's say that you have another 50 years on this earth, right? 
And let's say they continue to, like, every three years or whatever, Star Wars movie. Like, let's say by the time you're in the nursing home, there's, like, 40 Star Wars movies. Or 30 Star Wars. Star Wars has become the new James Bond. There's just so much Star Wars. And let's say that from this point forward, you don't like a single damn thing that (laughs) Star Wars puts out. Now... Which hasn't been the case. Right. But, but let's say that's okay. what happens. Can you lying in a nursing home really truly say if there's if there's a hundred years at that point almost of Star Wars, can you really lay there having only liked the stuff that came out in the first 15 of those 100 years, can you really lay there and say, I'm a Star Wars that, fan? That, no, would be, that would be tricky. But I think like at this point in time, right, there's there's still a hope that the ship will be righted. <laughs> Which is also funny because it being righted or it not being on the right course is a totally subjective thing. So, Absolutely. So for you, I, righted I means no, in line with Carl. Well, not, not just me. Like I have my opinion is 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 that of a large group of the fandom. Yeah. The the fandom isn't like a few loud voices saying Disney sucks. No, no. It's it's. I would say it's probably split down the middle. It's probably fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's a there's or if if that wasn't the case. Kathleen Kennedy's job wouldn't be at risk and it totally is. Yeah, I mean I think that's it's I think it's more than just that. I think it's the fact that like she has outside of the films that have come out, her leadership has been poor in terms of how many projects have been announced that have never yeah. even come out, right? Like there's yeah. there's so many there's, factors there. There's a lot there. of factors there, but it, the, the, the statement still stands and and has merit. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I don't, yeah. Daisy Ridley's great in other stuff. I will, I will <laughs> okay. not. Yeah. It, it, Ray can go die in a hole. Moving, moving, <laughs> oh my gosh. Moving on to our final, um, moving on to our final topic. It looks like Carl may start to get Star Wars that aligns a little bit more with his liking. Uh, because Dave Filoni. Me. And this is one of the problems. There's so many poorly written headlines out there right now. With people who don't understand. The, I don't know. It's just like... The headline here says, Dave Filoni gets the keys to the Star Wars franchise. Uh, Not exactly true. I don't think that could be... <laughs> I mean, it could be further from the truth, but it's pretty freaking far from the truth. Yeah. So he has been... A, a lot of people, yourself included, have said, make him the head of Lucasfilm. Make mm-hmm. him the guy. And I have said, that's a horrible idea. Not because I don't like Dave Filoni, but because Dave Filoni is a creative type. First and foremost, and probably pretty much only, Dave Filoni knows how to write a story. He knows how to create characters. He knows how to do whatever. Dave Filoni doesn't know how to run a corporation, right? (laughs) There's a lot more involved than just like, 
I like this guy's version of Star Wars, make him the boss. Like that, it doesn't work that way, right? And then all of a sudden, as the head of Lucasfilm, you're also responsible for things like Willow. You're responsible for things like Indiana Jones. You're responsible for, and Dave Filoni's probably sitting there going, I don't give two shits about Willow. I, like, I want to make, I want to make Star Wars. I want to make more Clone Wars stuff, right? Um, so he has been made, what is the title? He is the, uh, chief creative officer now of Star Wars of, of Star Wars. Now, what is interesting is that normally a chief creative officer is kind of in charge of a lot is in charge of green lighting projects is in charge of determining when projects are going to come out is in charge of determining like all sorts of like you're, yeah. you're basically normally this, this variety headline does a better job of kind of what's it say what, what his new job will be. Dave Filoni's chief creative officer at Lucasfilm will be in air in quotes, planning the future of star Wars films and shows. So kind of he's, 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 ca- he's going to be the more vision behind the future. It, and, but it is, and it isn't because here's the thing, like he, in, in the official thing that came out, like if you break it down, it, his role as a creative chief creative officer is much different than all other cre- chief creative officers in that he He's now essentially going to be brought into the the process much earlier than he normally would be for and and on all projects. Yeah. But he he still doesn't like he hasn't really been handed any authority. Like he still doesn't have he doesn't get to green light things. He doesn't get to choose whether or not projects happen. He is being brought into the room, the writer's room and the planning room and the whatever else at the beginning of the process so that his input, so that his idea for Star Wars is is now there from the get-go and is able to be a part of it all and is able to whatever. But he, he doesn't get the green light projects. Um, and I'm not even the language around it was a little confusing and a little vague, but I'm not even sure that he'll have the authority to be able to say, no, we're not doing that. That's still uh, Kathleen Kennedy. I feel like that's, that is going to be his role. He's going, he's, he's going to be, even though he's not going to green light projects, he's going to be the vision of, of, of star Wars. He's going to cast that vision. So a project gets greenlit. He didn't. He doesn't get to decide if it's okay or not, right? Uh, let's let's go with Ray, right? New Ray film. Okay, good. Dave, take a look at the script. Yeah. Dave looks it over. He's he's the big geek in the room. He goes, "Oh, you can't do this. That's not how the force works." Right. And then right? you, oh, Ray, Ray Ray can't teach herself to use a lightsaber on the island while Luke watches from a distance. That's not how training works. Right. Like she's, she's got to get instruction. Right. So like, that's, I think like he's, he's, he's going to keep the, 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 the train on the tracks. Right. In terms of 
what Star Wars is and should uh, uh, be, should be in terms of canon and uh, I don't know um, force theology, <laughs> you know, like what the force can and can't do, and things like that. That's that's how I read it. Like in ter- and and what I what I'm saying by like he's he's the gonna keep it keep the vision of Star Wars right going uh, in the direction it should. So like and and the great thing about Filoni is he's not afraid to be out geeked. We've right. we've talked before about um uh what's his name? Star Killer from the video games actor. Whitwer. Whitwer. Yeah, Sam Whitwer, massive geek, same levels of Dave Filoni in terms of Star Wars. Well, and has corrected Dave and Filoni has corrected a couple Dave of Fil- times. And Dave Filoni isn't afraid to be corrected by somebody who knows something beyond something he's forgotten or forgot yeah. or, or hasn't hasn't um, remembered or what whatever in the room, right? He's he's gonna let uh, someone else kind of own that and not only do that, but like give them um, the ability to to help craft the the narrative a bit because oh man sam whitwer just corrected me on this thing i forgot about shmi skywalker that's awesome yeah okay you need to be in more conversations about what's happening yeah because you understand the universe dave filoni got this this promotion because he understands the universe kathleen kennedy doesn't give a crap well, I don't know. That's I okay. don't know if that, that that's harsh. I don't that's, know. That's, that's fair probably to say. harsh, but she definitely doesn't understand the universe on the same level of Dave Filoni well, sure, or Sam Whitworth. Sure, of right? course not. And maybe it is because she doesn't care as much. Maybe it isn't. That's for the fates to decide, and yeah, whether they she gets canned or not. <laughs> but she's got three hundred thousand yeah. other things on her plate, yeah. and yeah. But I don't think she delegates that well either. Yeah. Right yeah. where I think I think Dave Filoni will allow himself yeah. to delegate that to people he knows know the universe. Quit touching well your you're making all kinds of noise. Get your hand off your stop stop <laughs> stop. See you you don't have to edit this shit. So you you want to talk about not caring, not giving a shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean I I know you're pumped. I still you know I like some of the stuff Dave Filoni's put out. Um, some of the stuff I don't. Right. Like it's, it's when there's a lot of different ways that you can look at this, right. You can look at this. I could say, Hey Carl, like the, the guy behind clone wars is now in charge of the story moving forward. And you'd be like, Oh, that's amazing. Or I could come up to you and I say, Hey Carl, the guy behind the bad batch is (laughs) responsible for the story going forward. And you'd go, Oh God, what a sad day for star Wars. Right. Like it's, (laughs) it's, yeah. I, I, if you look at it, um, in a in the confines of like a soul in a vacuum in, in a vacuum yeah. of a single project, yeah, that's that obviously, yeah, right. But there's Dave Filoni's done a lot of work on Star Wars, and his if if you're gonna look at it in the the complete vacuum that he's done, yeah, it's 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 like ninety percent good, ten percent not great, yeah. So, right? but still fun. I'm dubious. Uh, th- th- I think. Well, the fun thing here, though, is like your big thing about 
not giving him. Thanks for the, noticing my big thing. The, the, this is because we're recording <laughs> well, I in wish person. You, I wish you would put pants on. It's been distracting. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, my house. <laughs> my house, my rules. Um, this is still like a creative role. Like your big beef with yeah. him being in control yeah. is that, so that it wasn't a good creative. fit. He wouldn't have been this happy. This is creative. Yeah, he wouldn't have been happy yeah. as as leading all of Lucasfilm. Yeah, he still gets to be creative here. Yeah. And it and it is probably not a, such a big role that he can't still direct and write. Well, he's still so he is yeah. still directing his, yeah. his In fact, he'll probably movie. be doing a lot of help rewriting things yeah. in this role, right? Yeah. So so yeah. Just as long as they don't end up like the end of Ahsoka or all of season three of yeah. Mandalorian or Ahsoka, yeah, that that was a, started out so strong. It, was, it started out good, and it 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 yeah. And I I'll say it again. It felt more like a trailer. It was all set up for something bigger later, which yeah. is we obviously know there's a movie and a second season, and yeah, yeah. So, so it, it all felt like a setup for for that, which was disappointing. Yeah, but it still, I think it was still decent. Well, that's the news. What it did. That's it. That yeah. was that was a lot. Yeah. That was six six topics. Yeah. That's what we normally felt, we felt just rambled. Long, yeah, just rambled. I wonder if it's because we were We've in got person. the energy yeah. in the yeah the energy in the room and yeah 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 yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and uh, you know what? We're gonna boycott Twitter today. I don't know. It's just you know, check out our Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> to hell with Twitter. And uh, check out our Patreon page for a little, as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show, get some fun perks in return, like hearing Carl sing about having to pee. Which I got to do right now. Uh, or what was the other song you sang? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, connecting? You're Waiting? When you're waiting? I don't know. <laughs> my phone was updating or something? Yeah. Anyways. Uh, and we have merch. Uh, yeah, there's not much new, but I'm in Brady's office here. There's a lot of cool stuff. If you uh, send me a PM um, and some money, I'll I'll get you something from his. Office. He's got like a diecast DeLorean by the look of it, a bunch of little Hobbit figurines. He's got a really cool sword from Lord of the Rings here, replica Darth Vader helmet. Yeah, tell me what you want. I'll uh, give me some money and I'll send it to you. <laughs> you can have some official Brady movie men. Swag. And this is and this is why we don't <laughs> record in person. <laughs>